let's get into it. Signs of the times. Well, uh, since I've been away, there's been some uh, crazy things taking place. And um, I'm going to share some of those things this morning. And actually, there's a lot of things. You, you never get stuck where you've got so much information, but you've got such little time to say it. And I was going, God, where do you want me to go with this? And I really felt he just wanted me just to bring back to the basics about Jesus' return and where it's all happening. Because right now, there's many voices out there. I've heard from New Age people, all sorts of things, talking about the signs of times, but with a wrong perspective on where we are going. And, uh, and I'll explain that in a minute when I get the chart up. But uh, I want you to hear from the scriptures of what Jesus had to say. So we're going to visit Matthew chapter 24 this morning. And um, we need to go there to bring that about because there's so many things going on in our world right now and uh, just ramping up. While we're away, uh, we're passing a big uh, digital sign in Sydney, and it says, uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday, there will be an emergency broadcast uh, test. Now, I don't know if you up with all that, but emergency broadcasts have been happening around the world right now. So England just had a couple of months ago. America's about to have one October the 4th. Uh, Italy's had one, and I just saw Sydney having one. So uh, there's something going on when you follow what's going on when you get off the fake news and look behind the scenes of what's really going on, there's a lot of uh, military movements. And this morning, even um, Turning Point USA, uh, Charlie Kirk has told people to get ready for something. They're going to try lock us down again. He was saying they're going to bring in another fake virus thing. And uh, so he was online said, look, I'm hearing it. And when Charlie Kirk's heard it, he's got a lot of sources as well, and I've heard it from a lot. Uh, they said it's time to prepare people. We don't know what's going to take place, but prepare with extra food in your house because if this thing happens, it could happen suddenly. Who remembers the toilet paper shortage? <laughs> well, that's just toilet paper. Well, what, what if you get to a stage of, of no food, you know, and you're reliant on the government? Who wants to be reliant on the government for anything? Uh, and uh, so... Uh, I think it's wise to do that. I've been saying this probably now for a couple of years. I don't, I've never known the timing. I know the plan, but I don't know the timing. And, uh, but it's actually ramping up big time around the world. When you've got militaries moving around, we've just, a couple of weeks back, uh, the USA had seven navies global around the world doing operations. You've got operations with Australian Navy and the Philippines. There's one in Japan. It's going on, and, and 13 nations up in Darwin working together. So there's a lot of activity, uh, military going around the world, and of course, that's with all the other crazy stuff that's going on. But uh, we'd not be, we don't need to be fearful in this time. We just need to go to faith and uh, be prepared. Just be prepared. Uh, you know, because the devil is having a field day at the moment. He's thrown everything at us. Distractions galore. Uh, you know, we've got... Uh, there's the abortion bill in West Australia that was just voted against. You can see where all the crime is. When you've got people denying a life of a child that's born and the majority don't care, you go, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. You know, we've got uh, all sorts of things going on, fires, floods around the world right now. I don't know if you've been watching all that. And that's unusual. That's not normal because it is actually being controlled man-made. And there's lots of stuff I could show you on that, but I'm not going to go all into that today. But I want you to be aware that there are forces in this world right now that are having an effect on our world that are not good forces. And uh, we need to pray about it, and we need to pray against it. Uh, but you know, the great thing in this time is 
I get on to a lot of conversations because of what's happening. A lot of people that have no involvement in church life, particularly, can see themselves that the world is changing rapidly, and they do not understand why. So I always look for those opportunities. As it says in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, Be ready always to give an answer to to everyone who asks you a reason of the hope that is in you. We've got to be ready. I mean, this week we've had a problem with our gas heater in the uh, cafe, and of course, now that the weather's changed, we probably won't need it, but still, that's how it happens, isn't it? And uh, so the gas guy came in, he was given a quote, and uh, he was just there about 10 minutes, he said, look, you're going to need this size unit, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I go, yeah, well, yeah, well, I thought, I'm going to see if I can get in here some <laughs> way. And I said, you must be pretty busy. He goes, oh, yeah. And I said, the world's going pretty crazy too, isn't it? He goes, yeah, it is actually. And I said, what have you noticed? He goes, oh, I just noticed these things happening, blah, blah, blah. And, and I just use that as an avenue to get in there and start talking a few things. And next minute, uh, he's here about an hour later. And <laughs> he says, can you send me some stuff? Can you send me some stuff? See, people are hungry for the truth. People want to know what the truth is. And the enemy is disguising things right now. Of course, we've got the distraction with the voice. And uh, if you don't understand what that's really about, you need to do your homework because it's not what uh, Mr. Albo is doing, uh, saying about the whole thing. There's a lot of, it's a Trojan horse uh, to change and grab the land and control uh, a lot of areas that have never been under control. So I, I suggest, I'm not going to tell you what to vote, but I'd say no. <laughs> and uh, definitely, no, it's a big no for me. And, uh, but this is a disguise. I mean, it's happening worldwide too. The Maoris are doing the same thing. When you see something globally, you know someone's bigger in control of all this. So be aware of those things and uh, check them out for yourself because the global globalists under the World Economic Forum are pushing very hard right now to implement all their stuff from CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. They're trying to do away with your cash. If you notice, there was a a billion dollars worth of cash taken out of the Australian economy recently. That was on the mainstream media. Uh, They're trying to push you to go cashless because that's part of their evil plan. If they can do that, then they have control over you because they can shut down your bank account if you don't go along with what they say. And that's happened already in Canada when the freedom uh, fighters were opposing the government's evil schemes. they suddenly couldn't get their own money out of the bank. So um, my advice to you is keep a little in the bank because the banks are collapsing as well. There may be some major bank collapses going on as they try and implement this thing. Um, and I'd advise you, like, not as a... I'm not an advisor, but I'm just saying from what I've read and the best place to be and what I've done personally is buy silver and gold. Okay, I'm just letting you know that because your cash is a fiat system. It's not worth the paper it's printed on basically, and overnight it could just change suddenly and you'd be out of pocket. And even if the bank falters, uh, you, you could lose your money in that time. So well, the way I've been traveling right now, my wage goes in, we pull it out. <laughs> it's better to have cash in your own hand and, and try and put some in gold and silver as a safety. And uh, look, some people go, but I haven't got money for silver and gold. I said, well, can you afford $35? Because that's what silver is roughly at the moment for an ounce. You can buy an ounce easy at some of the shops. But certainly look carefully at the days we're in because you need to prepare for what's coming. I'm telling you, there's something coming that's uh, lurking, and uh, we need to be prepared for all that. But like I said, in the meantime, travel with faith, travel confidence. Your God has got you, and, uh, and we can also be a voice to those that don't know. There's lots of people out there very confused, don't know what's going on, and so we need to be there for them. All right, let's start with Matthew chapter 24. Um, where are 
are we? Here we go. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, reading right through to verse 14. <clears throat> this is Jesus. He just had a dis- uh, discussion with uh, the disciples. And uh, in the verse before, he's just talking about the destruction of the temple. And uh, then he goes on to say in verse 3, And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately t- and saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming in the end of the world? And Jesus answered to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all things must occur, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in different places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to be afflicted and will kill you. And will, That's really nice, isn't it? <laughs> uh, just reading that, go, oh, that that's, doesn't sound too help, helpful there. And you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offered and will betray one another and will, will hate one another. Sorry, will be offended and will hate one another. And many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, the same shall be kept safe. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word this morning, for your truth. God, we thank you that uh, we need not fear. For God, you are with us and you are for us. And Father, as we see the world changing rapidly... We, we are not worried because we know it needs to occur. As your word says, these things will happen. But God, I pray today that, God, your open eyes and, uh, of your people, that we will prepare for your time and the time that is coming before you, God, because we can see uneasy times ahead. And Father, I just pray you prepare and you'll uh, provide for everybody here. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people said, Amen. Well, uh, as I said the other week, when you go into the book of Revelation, Daniel, several scriptures, there's a picture that appears about the end time, uh, how it all plays out. And many people have different takes on it, and that's fine. Like I said the other week, if you have a different take to what I'm saying, that's okay. But I don't want you to have a, I don't believe that, but don't have a position on it, because we're called to read his word and have a position. Because some people have a position where, I just don't like the whole end time thing. It's like, I don't, I don't like it, so I'm not going to agree with it. But that's not going to be helpful for you. Because God has given his word to us to show us what has to come, so we are prepared. It's all about being prepared. If you don't want to look at that, you're not going to be prepared, I can tell you. So um, I'm going to pull up a little uh, time chart, and we'll just work from there. If you can pull that one up there, if you've got that picture there. There we go. Oh, look at that. Doesn't that look good? <laughs> Okay, look, we even got an arrow there. You are here. <laughs> you ever see that when you go into a building? You are here. <laughs> okay, so let me give you a bit of an understanding of what's going on because uh, this is taken from uh, a couple of scriptures throughout from Daniel to Revelation, Matthew. There's a few descriptions of things going on. So I'm going to go from people hold a different position here. So basically, the present age, church age, this is where we are right now. We know the next event uh, that we're looking at is the rapture of the church. Now, we don't know when that will happen, and we need to be ready when it does happen. We just don't know. We just don't know. Um, I remember years ago going to a concert of a guy called Larry Norman, one of the first Christian 
kind of artist, and uh, he sung the song at the end, I wish we'd all been ready. And he sung that, and uh, the band sort of wound down. He walked off, and we're all waiting for him to come back. Because, you know, they always come back on for an encore, don't they? Well, he didn't, because he was making a point. Are you ready? You know, when, when we disappear. So um, you may have a different position on this. Like some people believe the rapture will take place before that seven-year tribulation period, time of trouble. Some believe it will be in the mid section in the first three and a half years and some towards the end. Now you may have different positions on that. My thinking, I've got my own thoughts, it's either going to be at the start or the middle. <laughs> so I think we're somewhere in between. But no, I believe it's one of those two things. Um, the Bible gives us a lot of assurances that we, we will not see that time of suffering. There's a lot of different scriptures like that. I'll keep you from the hour of testing. Lots of different scriptures that you can find uh, indicating that kind of thing. But I think one of the biggest ones for me is understanding what uh, was said about uh, Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Eating, drinking, marrying, and suddenly came the flood. You know, they weren't ready. Can you imagine there's Noah building this ark between 70 and 100 years and people just going, what the heck are you doing, man? You know, it hasn't even rained and, you know, you're building a, an ark. And... Uh, but suddenly, it said, God shut that door, and suddenly it happened. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah, they were told to leave the city. Of course, um, Lot's wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, but it was just suddenly. But the angels that came in said that God cannot judge this city until the righteous are removed. Same as with the ark. God saved the righteous on the ark. And I believe that is a pattern that will happen for us. So that's why I say I, I kind of think that the beginning of the sorrows is like the birth pains. And we were discussing this the other day. Not that I know. <laughs> but there's certainly a build-up for the women who have had babies. You know, it just starts off, ooh, ooh. And then, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I'll just make that up. But, but it just continually builds and builds until, da-da, and out pops the baby. But... Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a gradual thing, and that's what we're starting to see, a gradual building going on in, in our world right now. So, uh, so my belief has always been like probably the mid, or at least the start, where we will see the start of things, but we, will not go in, we don't want to be in that great tribulation period, the second half, the three and a half years, because you could lose your head, right? And uh, literally, that's what it says in Revelations. Um, because there will be those... That will be caught up in the rapture. It says in Thessalonians, we were caught up to meet him in the air. That's going to be an experience, isn't it? And uh, who was it telling me yesterday? It said, uh, someone was saying that they're going to grab a couple of uh, atheists on the way up. <laughs> and meet them in the air and go, believe or I'm dropping you. <laughs> so, uh, so there's certainly uh, a moment where things will change. Back in the 80s, there was a lot of Christian movies, pretty low-budget ones. You know, where suddenly people disappeared and uh, suddenly their clothes is on the ground and it's all neatly folded and, uh, you know, ironed and everything else. It's, it was quite funny. But it at least made a point that we don't know that time, we don't know, and what will the world say about that? Can you imagine if suddenly all the Christians disappear and the people left go, what, what's just happened here? In the 80s, there was a big talk about this, just saying, hey, what will they use as an excuse? And, of course... Uh, Alien invasion, you know, like, oh, aliens have come and kidnapped everybody and all this. Funny how I just picked the Christians. But anyway, there's, there's been a lot of talk and conjecture about that over the years. 
but we certainly have uh, technology to uh, support that sort of fake case. And, um, but I'll get there in a sec. So, okay, so we've got the saints, the believers in Christ, going up to meet Jesus in the sky. We meet with the marriage supper of the Lamb, and then after that seven-year period, so we're removed from the time of trouble, the seven-year period, uh, either three and a half at least of it, or not the complete seven years, and we come back and we reign with Christ for a thousand years, the millennium, a thousand years. Now, there are some people already saying that they think we're going about enter into the thousand years of peace. And I go, well, hang on, we've just missed the tribulation, then, haven't we? If we're just going straight into the millenniums at the end there, which is a thousand years of peace. So that's why we need to be clear about what we do believe and have a position. And like I said, people will have evidences for all three positions of when the rapture will take place. But I'm just quite happy to agree the rapture is going to take place, <laughs> you know, without arguing about all the positions. Because a lot, a, lot a lot of talk, and, I, and uh, so it, it, you've got to decide for yourself. But don't just say, oh, that looks too scary, I don't want to know about it. Uh, because I'd hate to see you being left behind when everyone's gone, and you go, it was real, it was real. And then making a decision for Christ, and uh, then you're having to pay greatly for it. So, uh, so there's our little tribulation time here. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 tells us this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Can you see straight away that the Bible doesn't just give you this fearful thing and leave you there. No, it comforts, comforts you with these words, that you're going to be okay. We're going to be with Jesus, right? If you're for him, you're going to be with him. Um, because you don't want to be at the end of time, as it says in Matthew 24, 29. And immediately after the tribulation of these days, that's right at the end of that seven-year period there, it says, The sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and the sign of the Son of Man shall appear in the heavens, and then all the tribes of the earth shall mourn. They shall see the Son of Man come in the clouds of the heaven with power and great glory. You know, I, I know which side I want to be on. I want to be coming down with Jesus, not going, like witnessing that uh, at the end. So we have a kind of quite a few different verses there, uh, given a picture of this time and how this will play out. But what I thought I'd start with is going back to Matthew 24, verse 4, going through in order of what uh, Jesus had to say about some things. Now, some things have already taken place, like the temple was destroyed AD 70. So when you read in Scripture, there's sometimes things already happen, then there's things that are going to happen, and there's things that have happened and will happen again. So you sort of got to kind of work all that kind of stuff out. So let's have a look, at, let's start with Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. It says, And Jesus answered and said, See to it that no one misleads you. Now, first of all, you've got to understand when Jesus says that nobody misleads you, that means you've got to know your stuff because you'll be misled easily. I tell you, what you're going to see uh, come forth, they're going to mislead you. And uh, there's, there's lots of misleading things out there right now because you're getting all sorts of religious people of different groups, cults, and that are all speaking about what's going on now, and some of them are not using the Bible as a reference, it's just their own talk. Uh, particularly, you've got to watch the New Age movement because they've got a different deal going on altogether. 
Uh, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. I mean, over time, there's been lots of false Christs. Um, there are, uh, in fact, there are no historical references to any false messiahs before the life of Jesus. Jewish scholar C.G. Montefiore wrote, Of false messiahs we know of none among the Jews until Bar Kochba in 131 um, CE, or Common Era. Uh, throughout history, false uh, messiahs have appeared approximately every century since the days of Christ. Now, who's aware of hologram technology now? All right. Well, I'm just going to show you, for those that don't know, how good hologram technology are, and then I'll make a, a comment on it. If you could just play that little snippet of a, a video. Have a look at this. This is in a gymnasium. Watch these holograms. Just a little quick snippet there, but that's the technology that is available, and they've got better quality than that as well. And so when Jesus said, see to it that no one misleads you, there has been reports in, I think it's Nevada desert and whatever, people have seen so-called religious figures in the sky. It's obviously been uh, holograms of some sort. So we know that the devil's going to try and mislead many people, like, and so he's going to put on a nice sky show for you. So the reason I showed you that is to get ready. Not all that you see is real. That looks very real, and you think you could touch it, but it's, it's just lights. And uh, that's the technology they have. So we've got to be aware of that because there will be many false uh, signs and wonders that will come forward. In fact, uh, the, the false messiahs have been growing over time, as I was saying, that since Jesus appeared, there's been a gradual appearance of people saying they are the Messiah. In fact, I've got a little video on that one, if you can just quickly show that little snippet here, just to show the increase. This is one in Australia. When Jesus said, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, they will deceive many. It's difficult to argue that from around 300 years ago, this prophecy did start to become true. At first it was just a trickle, but as the centuries have passed, it's turned into scores of false messiahs. And they have indeed led many astray, just like Jesus said they would. The modern day membership for the Baha'is, Ahmadiyya's, Rastafarians, Munis, and World Mission Society Church of God alone adds up to something like 30 million people. Factor in historical membership and we're likely talking over 100 million people that have been deceived by false messiahs. The Bible has even more to say. There you go, just a little snippet there, but you can look for that yourself. But basically we're seeing a lot of that false teaching, people declaring to be uh, Jesus, the, the guy you saw at the beginning where he says, I'm Jesus, deal with it. He's actually an Australian guy, thinks he's Jesus Christ. Ring, uh, yeah, okay, well, another nutter. Anyway, <laughs> So uh, what I'm saying out there, be ready because you're going to see a lot of things that will fool you. We've, we've already come through a, a three-year period of a lot of things that have been said that were not true, you know, right through the COVID thing. And like I said, they're ramping up to do the same again. So let's just be ready and uh, be wise through that time. Then it goes on to say in Matthew 24, verse 6, And you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for these things must take place. You notice he said these things must take place? 
but that is not yet the end. So we're not there yet, okay? For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Right now, as I said, there's, there's a build-up, you know, there's China going on, Russia and all this sort of stuff. There's a whole mix, and there's different thoughts I have on that one. But what I'm saying, you are seeing this tension around the world, and uh, we just got to be aware of what's going to take place in all that uh, time. In actual, actual fact, in 1981, Michael Kidron and Dan Smith wrote a military study, The War Atlas, and they said from World War II until... This is 1982. Not a single day has passed without conflict or a nation waging a war. And we know a lot of these wars were actually started by particular people that can make money out of it. Some of the elites have done that. World War I and II, there's a lot of evidence on that. Uh, and they will continue because they make big money in wars. And uh, even uh, going back to the American Civil War, uh, J.P. Morgan was funding both sides of the war. So they, they start a war up and they make big money by sell selling things. So we are hearing rumours of war, and there's a lot of talk about that, you know, leading to a World War III. Um, I don't know if we will get there, but there's certainly going to be uh, what I've been told is a scare event of a World War III, but uh, I believe we're going to be okay. So, but just be ready for any crazy stuff that's about to happen. Uh, actually, we'll show you a chart on the, the wars. About 300 wars have happened since 1945. It's been called the century of war. You've just got that little uh, picture there. You can see all the wars around the place. Uh, it's just that we've been pretty much shielded. If you look at Australia, there's nothing happening there. And, and we kind of just forget about what's happening in the rest of the world. And you see Myanmar's down the bottom there. Uh, we've had a great connection with Myanmar being over there several times. And some of the pastors that I know there, they've had you know, a lot of gunfire going around the place. It's just something we're not used to in Australia. We've been very shielded, but the people of the world, they know what's going on. They know what it looks like. And that's just a little map there just to show you some of the uh, conflicts that we have going on right now. So very interesting. Okay, and then it goes on <clears throat> in verse 7 to say, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. Now parts of Africa, India, Southeast Asia are at risk of famine, Always, uh, North Korea, Sudan, China are having problems feeding their populations, particularly with all the flooding that's going on. According to a recent uh, annual study of the UN Population Fund, uh, agricultural uh, land worldwide is decreasing rapidly. Deserts are growing at the rate of 14.8 million acres every year. 26 billion tons of precious topsoil are lost each year. 90% of 150 newborn babies were born uh, sorry, 150 newborn babies born every minute throughout the world will grow up in the third world. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a third world. It's only because there's evil people, a small percentage that want to rule the world. You know, everyone wants to rule the world. I could break into a song there. But, um, <laughs> um, but the thing is, we, um, we need to understand there is evil at work. There's enough food to supply the world with everything. We've been told that we're overpopulated. Now, that, when you hear that word, that's coming from the elite because they don't want too many people on this planet because they want a lot to themselves. They're just greedy. And, uh, but you'll hear this talk. A lot of people have been brainwashed with that. Oh, but, you know, but there's just too many people to feed on this planet. No, there isn't. They just say there's too many people. I've, I've traveled right through Europe on a train for two hours and hardly saw anything going through France and things, you know, and that's just France, which in Europe, which you think is very overpopulated. And of course, you've got Australia, look, you can go for, yeah, miles without seeing a thing. So that's just a complete lie. 
Um, where are we? Okay, so we're now looking at a world population of over 7 billion people. It took from creation of man to World War I to produce a global population of 2 billion people, and now we're over eight, oh, getting close to 8 billion. And we've got, the, uh, we've got that map there, the hunger map. You just see that one? Once again, here's from uh, the World Food Program, hunger map, just showing you once again all the countries, third world countries particularly, that are in need of food shortages, but there should not be. Look at Africa, of course. Africa has been hit really hard, and yet such a rich country. We have their dimes and different things. It should never be like that. It's just, it's just these elite that have ripped it off them, and, uh, and they want to do it with the rest of the world. So, but that's the reality and the place that we live in right now is we have that. I mean, Australia's been fortunate, but uh, the plans of the elite is that they'll turn the whole map the same uh, way, but we're not going to allow that to happen. And then it goes on to say about earthquakes. Now, we've seen a lot of earthquakes recently. Uh, some happen naturally and some are man-made. I'm telling you, the elites have a thing called a harp weapon, which can cause earthquakes. And uh, they've been using it to their advantage. If a country doesn't go along with their plans, ask Turkey about this. Uh, they had a massive earthquake and they said it was not normal. You know, normally you get this sort of shaking. Has anyone felt an earthquake? Particularly our New Zealand friends has certainly done that. Uh, they said this was different, you know. Uh, they just, like one house will be destroyed and the next one's fine. And uh, they just, it was just unusual. And Turkey at the time said they wouldn't be part of NATO. And they, I think it was one of their officials actually said they believed this was an attack on them, this earthquake, uh, because they didn't go along with the elites. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of things coming our way, which... Uh, I'm only just touching a little bit for you, just to give you an idea of what the Bible has to say and where we are. Matthew 24, verse 14 says this, And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So the end's not going to come until the gospel has preached to the whole world. So even though we're seeing some tense times, people go, oh, it's the end of the world. No, it's not. We've got to go by the scripture. God wrote the script. And uh, we'll follow that script. And uh, so we're not at the end, but we could be close to the rapture. Uh, I think we're getting very close to that timing, whether that takes place next year or week, tomorrow, who knows. If I'm not here next week, you know where I've gone. Um, so <laughs> I actually did that one, one time here in the church. For those that have not been with us that long, we, I actually uh, put on a little stage event. <laughs> so <laughs> for those that remember, I... I got another set of clothes equal to what I was wearing and I had it on the stage and I hid it under a, a, a cloth, a black cloth that people couldn't see. So I was preaching the whole thing about the rapture and I said, the time will come when you hear the trumpet of God and I had someone at the back blow the trumpet. That was my distraction, you see. They all turned around and go, what the heck's going on? The lights went out, I disappeared off stage and they all turned around to see a spotlight on my clothes because I pulled the blanket off, uh, the cloth off and they could see my clothes. I've been raptured. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I never came back on. So I got someone else to finish the service. He's like, what's he doing? <laughs> Where is he? Where's he gone? <laughs> Just to make the point. Because we never know the time nor the hour. But the Bible tells us to be prepared. Be ready. It's always talking about being ready. Being ready. So we know one of the things that needs to happen is the, kingdom needs, uh, the gospel of the kingdom needs to be preached around the world. 
And even though it has got to a lot of people, there's still a lot of areas it hasn't got to. There are still people, and of course, people being born every day, they're not hearing about Jesus. Even in our school, some of the school kids have never heard the name Jesus. So there's still a bit of way to go yet. And um, with the population growing as well, we, we really need to get on top of that. But we can only do as much as we can, but we all have a voice. We can all share and uh, use this time to actually tell people. Back in the 80s, when we were going through some uh, crazy things there, uh, I had an opportunity to speak to many people in my workplace and uh, even to some of the customers about the times we live in. And uh, many people came to faith, probably a group of 15 to 20 people, just by uh, identifying what was in our world and how that links to the Bible. And uh, they go, oh, wow. And so they got into this, start coming to church and all that. So now we've got a great time. I'm telling you, you've got right, right now, uh, you've got a great time to evangelize this world and, and see that final part come to be. So um, I want to leave you uh, with this scripture because today I've spoken quickly about a lot of things, but I want you to do your own study because the thing is, I'm here to show you some things, but it's important that you do this for yourself because, you know, it's not going to be like if you ever get to heaven and you've got something wrong and God goes, well, you, you didn't get that right, did you? You can't go, well, Pastor Ian told me. <laughs> no, you'll be held accountable for yourself. You know, you'll say, no. This, you know. So it's important that you actually do your own study, look into things yourself and make a decision. Please don't be one of those that just sits back and, and just listen to what certain people say about it. Look for yourself, pray about it and ask God what you feel is right there because the time is near, the time is coming where things are going to change very rapidly. But the good news is, of course, is Jesus is with us and for us. Psalm 37, verse 39, I just want to finish with this one. <clears throat> it says, But the salvation of the righteous is from Jehovah. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And Jehovah shall help him and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in him. Let me just read that again. The salvation of the righteous is from Jehovah. It's a Jewish name representing God. He is their strength in the time of trouble. So in the time of trouble, He is your strength. You remember, He is our strength. You've got to go to Him. He shall help them. See, He is your helper in this time. Don't forget to call out to Him in your time of need. And He will deliver them. He will deliver us from our troubles. He shall deliver us from the wicked. Because there's lots of wicked on this planet right now. And he will save them because they trust in him. Now this morning, the key is you need to trust in him. You need to have a life in him. If your life is in just hope and just thinking you're going to do this time on your own, I'm telling you, it's not going to work for you. But if you put your trust and your hope in him this morning, he will not disappoint you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God is for you. He's not against you. And he wants as many as hears his word come to Him in faith and receive Him as Lord and Savior. So I just want you to close your eyes this morning, bow your head. This is the most important thing. I showed you the timeline earlier because that's what the Scripture tells us unfolds, this timeline. And it's important that you make a decision where you're going to be on that timeline when things unfold. The Bible tells us, for as many as receive Him, He gives us the right to become children of God. God Himself gives you the right to become His child. 
Now, I know I'd rather be in the, the raptured Christians than those that will come to knowledge afterwards. Because people will. There will be people that never really went along with say, Oh, I don't believe that. And then when they see us all leave, they'll be going, Oh my goodness, it's real. I should have made a decision. They make a decision then, but they will have to go through all the trouble times. But this morning, God always gives us an opportunity to come to Him. And if that's you in this place this morning, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to make sure you're going up and not going down. Uh, you have an opportunity right now. It's one prayer away. It's asking Jesus into your life, repenting of your sins, and living for Him. If that's you in this place, with every head bowed, eyes closed, if you've never made a re- or received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not sure what will happen tomorrow if anything does change, you wouldn't know where you're going. If you want that assurance, there's only assurance in one name, that's Jesus. If you'd like to invite Him into your life today as Lord and Savior, just raise your hand wherever you are. We'll see that and I'll pray with you because it's the most important thing you can do. You need to know where you are going. As the people in, in, in the days of Noah mocked Him, said it will never happen, don't be ridiculous, and suddenly the flood came upon them. Same in Sodom and Gomorrah, suddenly God's wrath came upon them. God doesn't mess around. He's shown us in history, but He does love His people. So He always gives you an opportunity to come to Him. And now is your opportunity if you don't know what tomorrow holds. So if that's you in this place, if I see your hand raised, I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Father, I just thank you today for everybody here that, God, we come together to worship you, but we come with an expectancy knowing that you will return one day. We don't know the time nor the hour, but we know the fact is that you will return one day. And Father, I pray for everybody here today that they will be ready when that hour, that time comes. They will not be caught or unaware, but they'll be ready up in the air with you. Father, I just pray this morning for everyone in this congregation that they understand the seriousness, the time and the hour that we live in. And that we need to stand up, rise up in this time. You need to be a light in this darkness to shine out to those that have no hope. To share the goodness and your gospel with those wherever we are. Father, I pray right now for this congregation that God, you're putting them a spirit to do the work of an evangelist. That God, they will start to speak out, start to look for opportunities to share your word. Father, I just pray your kingdom come, your will be done. And Lord, we'll see many more people come into the kingdom as we speak up, as we speak out. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. We are called to be more than overcomers. We will overcome this evil that is upon us. We will stand tall and strong in this time. So, Father, I pray today you bless the people here. Give them our confidence, boldness, knowing that you will never leave us nor desert us. I thank you this day. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Oh,